What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 23 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we're still in silly season, yeah. but we've got lots of indie to talk about today. Yeah. We've got a new segment we're going to announce. We're very excited about. What else are we chatting about today? It might be kind of niche. We're going to talk about Camp Rock, um, but oh, yeah. that can, that'll wait till the end because of this whole conversation me and Hannah had a while ago. We're going to, I think, just jump into indie. So in case you missed indie... I don't think it was possible for anyone to miss what happened this week in IndyCar, but in case you did... Break it down, Em. Give you a little recap. Um, So there was a race this weekend. Prior to the race, I'm trying to remember what I had previously talked about, about Alex Pillow. So we know Alex Pillow is a Chip Ganassi driver. We know Alex Pillow had apparently tried to leave Chip Ganassi for this year to drive for Aero McLaren. Yeah. And then Chip Ganassi took him to court, yeah. pursued legal action, and was like, you actually can't leave us. Because he's under him. contract till the end of next year, correct? Apparently. Yes. But everyone was under the assumption that it was only till the end of this year. Okay, okay. So people were like, this is Alex Pillow's last race with, oh my god, last year with Chip Ganassi. I was going to say, this is not the last no, race. No, <laughs> last race. Everyone was like, this is Alex Pillow's last year with Chip Ganassi. Yeah. Um, and then it came to light right before the race, like literally in between the race during race weekend this week that Alex Pillow is going back on his Aaron McLaren contract that it's been ripped up that he's not upholding his end and will not be racing with Aaron McLaren no with Chip Ganassi no with Aaron McLaren oh Hannah okay. there's been developments Holy. in the story <laughs> which I actually have been following there's just quite a lot there's going a lot. on okay sorry he will not be racing for Aaron McLaren next year correct yes and everyone was like so what's going on? Right. Me included, I was like, what is going on? Because I was under the impression that Alex Pillow, his goal is F1. Right. And so if I'm him, I'm thinking my fast track to F1 is going to be Aaron McLaren. Yes. Eventually F1 McLaren. Yes. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so him going back on this Aaron McLaren contract is just kind of like, okay, does that mean he already has a spot in F1? Has someone offered him mm-hmm. a spot for 2024 or 2025? Because mm-hmm. a lot of driver contracts in F1 are up in 2024. So let's say potentially an F1 team, I'm not saying Ferrari, but I'm just throwing another because both their contracts essentially are up in 2024. Mm-hmm. If Ferrari went up to Alex Pillow and was like, we cannot offer you a 2024 seat, but we can offer you a 2025 one, mm-hmm. Alex Pillow would be stupid to sign with Aaron McLaren. For an extended contract yeah. when he knows he'd be leaving at the end of next year. Yeah. So at this point, do you do you know yet that he's under contract with Chip Ganassi for next year as well? So Chip Ganassi came out with a statement. Okay. Literally from Chip Ganassi. Yeah. Regarding statements made by the management of McLaren. Because McLaren had come out and said, Alex Pillow has gone back on his contract. They were the ones that posted them? McLaren. Zach Brown. McLaren has said it. So Chip Ganassi came out and said, anyone that knows me knows that I don't make a habit of commenting about contract situations. Subsequently, I have been quiet since day one of this story, but now I feel I must respond. I grew up respecting the McLaren team and their success. The new management does not get my same respect, i.e. Zach Brown. He's saying, I just got goosebumps. I hate Zach Brown. (laughs) Um, Alex Pillow has been a part of her team and under contract since the 2021 season. It is the interference of that contract from McLaren that began this process. And ironically, they are now playing the victim. Simply stated, the position of McLaren IndyCar regarding our driver is inaccurate and wrong. He remains under contract with Chip Ganassi Racing. So now Chip Ganassi is saying Alex Pillow had never had any intentions to go with McLaren. Right. I don't know what's true and what's not. Because at the same time... It was very clear that Alex Pillow did try to leave. He did. Yes. That's common knowledge. Is he sticking with the team that he tried to leave a year ago? Like there's tension there. Right. So. There can't not be. Mm -hmm. And how come Alex Pillow hasn't said anything? 
How come he hasn't said, yes, this is where I'm driving? He hasn't come out with anything. No Him one or knows. his manager, yeah, yeah. Well, he also, apparently he left one of his management. Okay, so this is the other thing that I've heard. I've heard that he's left his management company. I've also heard his management company dropped him. I don't know. I don't know. There's I, a lot There's happening. a lot. But there's also been rumors in the IndyCar paddock for weeks now. Rumors that involve the name Alex Pillow and the words Red Bull. Whoa. Mic drop. So I feel like you manifested this if that happens, because you did say I, Alex Pillow and Max Verstappen and equal machinery, who's going to be? Exactly. <laughs> and Holy. I'm not saying Alex Pillow is going to go to Red Bull. He's not. But right. Al Yuki's contract is up. Right. Daniel doesn't have a re-signed contract. Right. What if Al has a seat opening? They do. What if they have it and they offer it to Alex? But that would be at the end of this year. Yeah, for 2024. But is he still under contract with Chip Ganassi at the start of next season? I have no idea. Oh, nobody knows. I think he is. Okay. But no one for sure knows. I don't know. I don't know. Because the Chip Ganassi statement also didn't say, you know, he's with under contract with us till this time. It just says he remains under he contract. He remains under contract, which could either be till the end of this season or potentially... Yeah. Longer. Well, in the way that it all throughout this season, everyone talked about how this is Alex Pillow's last year at Chip Ganassi, making it seem that his contract ended this year. So does it, or does he have another year? Does he have two more years? How long is he racing with Chip Ganassi? Hmm. Is he like why? Why this whole thing with McLaren? Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I wonder if the whole F one grid shakeup, the potential grid shakeup, um, knowing how many contracts are up after this year. Um, made Alex Pillow kind of think there's a chance sooner than I expected for me to get into F1. So maybe then, like you said, he looked at the Aero McLaren offer, if there was one, and said, I'm not willing to sign a long-term deal with this team, Mm -hmm. knowing that I could get into F1 sooner than I want. Mm -hmm. So maybe now if his contract is up at the end of this year, this is a moot point, but maybe he stays with Chip Ganassi for one more year. And then goes to and then goes to. Uh, whatever yeah. F1 team offers him yeah. a, a contract, if that might be the case. Seemingly I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, that's what it thinks. And I think that is a smarter decision for him because he'd also be essentially competing for that F1 spot against Pato Award. Right. Who's also kind of being molded right. as a potential F1 right. driver. Right. And I feel like Zach Brown and McLaren should just kind of cut their losses. You'd... With Alex Plow? No. With... Oh, yeah, with Alex Plow. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, why why keep fighting for that? You have right. Pato Award, who's also made it very clear that he wants to go to F1. You could mold him. Very competent driver. Also, it's not like you're yes. you're getting, like, a, an amazing driver. You're losing an amazing driver, and then yours is kind of subpar. No. Pato is just just as good. Like, he's, he's up very, there. He's up there. I would love to see Alex Plow in F1 car, but he's also winning in IndyCar right now. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to win the championship. Yeah. I saw he's over 100 points ahead right now. Yeah. With, I think, three or four races yeah, remaining. Yeah. So it's like, if he leaves IndyCar, he leaves Chip Ganassi, does he really want to take a shittier seat out of one? Like, what if Williams offers him a seat? Like, right. Like, he knows he can't win with Williams. Right, right. And this is where I talked about this a few episodes back. Like, kind of, if F1 is the goal of, you know, any driver, let's just say it is. I feel like sometimes, and I said this once before, they need to maybe look at what gives them the best, what's the best career move for them? Mm -hmm. Is it maybe for for an F1 driver, it's a struggling F1 driver, it's going to Indy and rejuvenating your career and creating a name for yourself. Look at Marcus Erickson right now. He he left F1, not on his own accord, but he left F1 and he's one of the best IndyCar drivers on the grid and he's got such, um, much more of a name for himself now than he ever had when he was driving with Sauber. I think that 
it's just knowing like what's the best career move, not necessarily like F1 is the pinnacle, I must get to F1. Mm -hmm. Obviously F1 is the pinnacle. Not everyone makes it though. And it can be almost detrimental to a career for a driver that does take a seat too early and then it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to say that Nick DeVries is that person, but he was doing really amazing in in Formula E. One of the stars of Formula E went to F1, it didn't work out. And now there's rumors that he's not even considering going back Wait, going back you, to racing. There's rumors he's going to Harvard next year. Did you see this? He is going to Harvard, but he's he's going for like a three-day seminar. He's not actually going to Harvard. He's just attending like so a So this, seminar. ladies and gentlemen, is the effect of Twitter. Because <laughs> I literally saw a tweet saying Nick DeVries is attending Harvard next year. Yeah, no, August. Nick is not actually going to Harvard Law School. Like he is... Thank you for clearing that up. ...going to a seminar. <laughs> Apparently it's a seminar about negotiations <laughs> he's not actually like i don't know look yeah i thought it was completely out well, of left you field and everyone else was like why is he going like nick latifi made sense yeah nick devries makes none no. <laughs> anyway so nick Le- or no nick devries is not going to harvard as a full-time student anyway um back to indycar <laughs> we're waiting to hear what alex flo has to say we're waiting to hear what the lineup is for next year Again, I don't know. If someone else knows, if I missed something from the time that I did my research yesterday to now, this when this episode drops, like, let us know because we are quite literally trying to figure it out. He's Spanish, right? Yeah. wonder if they're waiting for Fernando Alonso to retire to take on another Spaniard. Like, say what you want about it. And this might be controversial to say, but the nationalities of drivers in F1 is very important for global viewership. Okay, that... This is another thing. Um, I had said it's all about making sponsors happy in F1. That is why, or that is a part about why Yuki got a seat is because he was part of the Honda Junior Drivers Program or Honda right. Dream Project or whatever. Right, right. When Red Bull was connected with Honda. So he got a seat to make the sponsors happy. And then Logan Sargent. We know they needed an American driver on the mm-hmm. grid. Mm-hmm. They brought him in. I mean, it was the same thing with Joe. Yeah. Alfa Romeo needed, um, they took a sponsorship from a very prominent Chinese company. I don't, I don't know what the company has to do with or whatnot, but, um, and, and Joe being, and the first, I mean, he is also an incredible he's driver. also an incredible driver. Not saying that these guys don't It was a big seats. thing that he was going to be the first Chinese driver on the F1 mm-hmm. grid. So yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like nationalities are really important in terms of glo- global viewership and sponsorships. So I'm wondering if. There's some unspoken, like, you can't have too many drivers from the same country. No, I don't And if they're going to wait for Fernando Alonso, this is like a... I don't think that would be it. like a conspiracy theory, like, tinfoil hat. Aren't there, like, three or four (laughs) British drivers? Well, that's the only... That is the only nationality that seems like it might be going against my theory here. Yeah, but I mean, there's also a lot of headquarters, like, companies are based out of uh, England as well. But also, Alex, Brit, drives under the Thai flag. Oh, because he's half Thai. He His mom's tie. And he, but he drove under the tie flag in karting for, sponsorship. for sponsorships. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that he, there is a sense of national pride for Alex in Thailand. I don't know, but I'm just assuming that seeing a driver drive under their flag is, mm-hmm. is, is pride. It, it brings national pride. Do you, um, do you feel national pride when you see Lance Stroll? I knew that you were going to say this next. <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay. I actually will say the answer is yes. Okay. Big advocate for Canadian athletes. And I didn't hate Lance. I don't hate Lance. I, I I struggle with Lance sometimes just because I'm unsure of, you know, why he will be on the F1 grid forever. Um, but I do think that it is important to have a Canadian. I love that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Canadian drivers, Devlin DeFrancesco. Yes! Let's talk about Dev. I'm so excited to talk about oh, Dev. Oh my God. So Dev had his, one of his um, best qualifying sessions. He's an IndyCar driver. Yes. He races under... Andretti. Andretti. Yeah. And... Motorsport. 
he had one of his best qualifying sessions ever this weekend, starting fifth. And then he made the Firestone Fast Six. Made the Firestone yeah. Fast Six. And like literally his best session. Yeah. It was insane. And so as a Canadian, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I love this for Dev. And then during the race, right into turn one at this track, it's not like the an oval. Yeah. So it's usually yeah. like two cars wide. Yeah. But there's four cars wide. Dev is up in there. He makes the pass. Like he goes for the freaking overtake into turn one. Yeah. And he sticks it. I know. And he's leading the la- like he's leading the race for, I don't know, five, like eight laps. Yeah. I think. Granted, yeah. there was a yellow flag under some of it. Yeah. But he made that move and he pulled oh, he it off. Oh, he looked like the Mario Kart bullet. Yeah. Coming into turn one. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was like, I love this. Just because it's like it's Canadian. It's like yeah. But you know? there's also. Even more of a link to, to Deb with Katie because we're, oh, we're we friendly Katie. with Katie and she's just the freaking coolest. Mm-hmm. So um, we always, whether we talk about him as often in the podcast or not, we always do root for Dev and for Katie. And this for Katie. Just, we like, I mean, I know that a million people reached out to her this weekend and were like, wellness check, like, how are we doing? And she was like, I am so unwell. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And it was so unfortunate because it was a bad pit stop yeah. that caused Dev yeah. to lose some places. Um, but I think it just showed like he is a good driver, yes. you know, like he yeah. can make the moves, he yeah. can make the risky moves, he can go up against the top drivers and he can hold his own. Yes. And also I would argue he has one of the best liveries in IndyCar. Okay. His liveries are so fun. I love them. I mean, the teal that from this weekend isn't common, but the usually pink it's like and a blue. pink and blue. Yeah. I love. Yeah. Anyways, that is so... Good for Dev. Yes. Um, he did not win, unfortunately. No, but snaps for Dev either way. Scott Dixon won. Yeah. The GOAT. Um, he's an incredible driver. Everyone at... Everyone only ever speaks highly of Scott Dixon. Yeah. He is incredible. I don't know. I don't know if this is a good comparison. Someone tell me. But, like, his achievements, what he's done compared to, like, Lewis Hamilton. Like, everyone only ever speaks highly of Lewis Hamilton. And, like, what he's done for the sport and his wins. Yeah. Is that a good comparison? Let us know. Like, we're still new to Indy. If you're like, no, this is incorrect, then please tell us. But be nice about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Constructive criticism. We can be wrong, but just don't make us cry. (laughs) And then RLL Racing. Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. They had an incredible weekend. Mm-hmm. So we had Graham Ray Hall. Okay, wait, stop. Did you see that <laughs> comment? Or not comment. Um, so there's a comedian on TikTok and Instagram. His name's James. And he made a video about IndyCar this weekend. Mm. And he said that Graham, Graham Ray Hall was the IndyCar version of Lance Stroll with a dad bod. And I died at that. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is accurate. But I hate it. And I love it. Anyway, moving on. Um, because Graham Ray Hall... Obviously, races for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. His dad was a racer as well. Um, dad owns the team, clearly. Oh my god, it is natural. Oh my goodness. Anyway. And I'm coming to a realization as we speak. So, Graham Ray Hall, though, he was the driver at the Indy 500 yes. whose seat got cut. He I was going to say, if you're familiar with the name, but you're not sure from where, we did chat quite a bit about Graham Ray Hall back during the Indy 500 episode. Mm-hmm. So, he did not make it through the time, time trials. Like, he... Lot, he didn't get the seat. He did end up being able to race because another driver couldn't and he yeah. took that seat. But it was just such a turnaround to see him get pole this weekend alongside his teammate, Christian Lungard. So it was just like... Who Emma loves. Who I love. I love him so much. So this was... um, It was like a six-year drought for Graham Ray Hall. Like, he hasn't got pole started from the front in six years. Yeah. So it was incredible to see that. Loved that. Loved the turnaround for um, RLL. And also, I just want to point out that in the last nine races in IndyCar, there's been eight different winners. That's why I love IndyCar. You wouldn't see that in Formula One at all. We'll get to that one day. Anyway. Okay, I don't know I don't know if this is true, but apparently after the end of the season, two-thirds of the Indy Grid contracts are, like, up. 
Holy shit. Can someone please confirm? I didn't have time to confirm, but apparently the grid's open. That's crazy. I know. Someone sent it to me and I was like, I don't, I'm not going to fact check this. I'm going to let someone else fact check yeah. it. Um, I can only do so much. Towards the end of the race, it was Scott Dixon and Graham Rahal. And it was quite literally like a fight to the end. Yeah. And you could see the lap times, like the gap just go down. It was seven seconds to five seconds mm-hmm. to three seconds to like one second, 0.6 seconds, like yeah. as a lap. And I was like, Graham Rahal is quite literally going to catch up to Scott Dixon. Mm-hmm. And he did, but he just didn't have the proper overtaking opportunities. Yeah. So Scott Dixon won, Rahal second, Pato award third. Even though I didn't hear anything from Pato during the race, he was just kind of there. Yeah. But it was fine. Still snaps for Graham Rahal because yep. what a like kind of weird underdog story, you know? Yeah. And he is a good racer, so yeah. it was good for him. And that was in case you missed Indy. That is everything that's happened in Indy. We don't know where Alex Plo is going to go next year. We don't know where half the drivers are going to go this year. All we know is F1 silly season has now combined with IndyCar silly season. And I, my head hurts. Okay, so now we're so excited to announce. We have been chatting with our friends over at Furious Motorsport. And we are doing a fun new segment with them. We kind of, we're still kind of working on the name a little bit. Um, but it's Furious Hot Takes. When we had asked everyone on our social media for you guys to send in your hot takes, it's because, you know, me and Hannah obviously have our own hot takes, but we don't, we can't always come up with hot takes. And like, we wanted you guys to help us start the conversation. Yeah. And you guys sent in some pretty good hot takes. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to read off a few of them and kind of say if we agree, if we don't agree, kind of try to look at a few different angles of it. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the first time we're doing this segment Mm -hmm. and... We're excited to see where it goes. We're excited to work with Furious Motorsport. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing one of their jerseys right now. Yep. Remember, use the link in our bio for some money off of your order. And tag us in the pictures of the please. of the jerseys that you buy because yes. we love to see it. We're in the crop Danny Rick one right now. Okay, but let's just get into Furious Hot Takes. Hannah, I do you... think that we should put a disclaimer on the segment that everyone's opinions are their own. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these hot takes, actually all of them are coming from our listeners. So this is just people things that people feel passionate about that they've sent in to us. We are simply being sort of a messenger at this point and kind of not necessarily saying whether we agree or, or, or disagree, but just looking at where this take might be coming from. I just feel like there, we want to be like the outlet for you guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want to be able to have a conversation about it and we want you guys to feel like you have a safe space to share your thoughts yeah. and opinions. Yeah. So, so this there's is no that. judgment on, on yeah. people's opinions and their hot takes in this. And this being said, if we say a hot take that you as a listener do not agree with, do not attack us for it because these are sent in anonymously. Yeah. So we don't even know who said it. Yeah. But we're just reading them. I'll get started. So this one I feel like ties into something that I chatted about in our last episode. So that's why I chose to um, share this one. But this person says, I have a lot, but I'll live it myself. And I love that. For one, I feel like the FIA should do a same engine power. So that way it's not a, you know, for example, Red Bull dominant field. I also feel like reserve drivers should get more chances to do FP1s or even sprints. Give them some feel to the car and how it works. Plus, I would love to see Mick in a car again. Love you guys. Okay, so a couple things to unpack here. I love this idea because we see IndyCar and we see, like you said, eight um, different winners in nine races. Mm -hmm. That is extremely exciting for the sport. However, I don't think it'll ever happen. And I don't think it'll ever happen because we talked about sponsorships and how big those are. And in order to have representation in the grid from sponsors, such as Renault, who makes engines, Ferrari makes engines, Mercedes. Um, I, we had a Honda, we had a Honda engine on the grid. We still do with AlphaTauri. I don't think that you can necessarily like take one of those big 
engine manufacturers and say all the cars are going to use this engine because then you lose favor with whoever you didn't pick. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Like if you have, if you put a Mercedes engine in every car, Ferrari's going to be pissed off. And so will Renault. Anyways, so just from a sponsorship point of view, I'm going to say that unfortunately, I don't think it'll ever happen. While I'd love to see equal machinery in, in a sense, it would just be, it wouldn't happen. I don't want it to happen. You don't? Okay. No, because we see it's different. We see an Indy, you have Honda or you have Chevy with F1. We just need to agree at this point. It's not just a racing competition. It is quite literally like it's engineering and it's like manufacturing competition as well. It's like how well can oh, this I, I see what you're trying to say. You're not saying like it's just the driver. Yeah. You're saying that it's the, it's the whole collective, like the team's going to build this car. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's more of a competition on the cars mm. and the drivers and the team, whereas Indy is very much like mostly driver. Yes. And driver okay. scale. Yeah. And I like that. I know what you mean. I just wish that the teams were kind of closer. Yeah, we're able to. We're able to like compete. So that's just where I don't think I want them to have one or two manufacturers to choose from. Yeah. I love it with Indy, but that's just how Indy's always been. And with Formula One, you just can't make that change now. Yeah. As much as we would love to see, you know, an equal machinery battle between Max and Lewis. It's not. At this point, it's not going to happen. And we just need these um, teams to. But I do understand what you're saying because. I think that sometimes it, it, people do forget that how big the team behind an F1 driver mm-hmm. is and it's their win too. And I think that we gained that perspective this year when we became friendly with Caitlin and with Kevin at um, Team Penske and IndyCar. Like we c- congratulate them too when, mm-hmm. when Joseph does well. And it's like, that's his team and they take great pride in helping him succeed. So I think that it would be almost detrimental to the team of people that helps out in F1 to To, kind of take that away from, from them. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so moving on, there's a couple more things in this I'd like to, to chat about. Um, reserve driver is getting more chances to do FP ones or sprints. We know how passionate Mm -hmm. I am about this. Clearly you all are too, because we got great feedback from that, that part of the episode last week. Mm -hmm. You guys agree that you want to see other people in the car. And you also agree that it might not be ever something that actually happens because, um, to put a reserve driver or a, a junior driver in the car during a sprint weekend does give it more chance of a car being damaged for, you know, for their actual race on the Sunday. So while we can agree that this is something that probably won't ever happen, it's also okay to bring it up and say that this is something that we would like to see. Because yeah. I'm totally there in order to give these drivers a proper feel for the car, not within a sim, a sprint race would be the best opportunity for them to do so. Unfortunately, I just don't think it'll happen. And I would love to see Mick in a car again. I would also love to see Mick in a car again. Literally no comments on that. I would love to see Mick in a car again. I don't have a photo of Mick today, but he's the only one in my crush tracker. That picture from that boat or whatever he was on? Yeah, it's just him. It's just him on my crush tracker this week. Like, I did see someone comment, this is what hanging out with Lewis Hamilton gets you. Right? It's a very... Was yeah. that you? You didn't say that, did you? No. No. But someone else commented. Yes. And I was like, this is it. This he is looks absolutely so it. good. I don't know. I don't know. He's glowing and I love it. He's hanging out with Esteban. Um, I'm here for it. He's also soft launched a relationship. And I know this is track talk and we're supposed to talk about races and the drivers and blah, 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 whatever. But we are also fangirls at heart. And so let's just talk about the fact that Mick Schumacher has a Well, we also have had many comments asking for a WAG breakdown, which I, I know. had planned out for this episode, but I think we're going to push it to next episode. Yeah, we're a little short on time Because we're a little short okay. on time, but a soft launch. Also interesting because Mick had this gal that used to come to every race with him. Her name was Justine. And no one really ever knew whether Justine and Mick were best friends or more, but 
there was never a confirmation mm-hmm. of a relationship or anything that, that necessarily made it look like they were romantic. But she was just always there. Okay. So. Doesn't he have a sister? Was is, it not his sister? Nope, it wasn't his sister. Okay. <laughs> this girl had a, had a different last name. Okay. Anyways, this is now a new person that he is soft launching. So clearly him and Justine are either not together anymore or never were. And Hannah texted me saying, what if this is him soft launching with Luisa, as in like Lando's ex, Luisa. I actually think I broke Emma's brain when I said that. Because but I, I thought it was common knowledge that they were like friendly. I didn't know this. This is news to me that they were friendly. It's not her. We figured out who it was. She's a model from Denmark, I'm pretty sure. She's blonde. That's rare in the WAG world of F1 that they're blonde. I was going to say, <laughs> in the WAG world of hockey, that is so not they're just uncommon. Blonde. They're almost all blonde. That's why when you said this is so uncommon in the WAG world, I was like, of F1. Girl. Of F1. <laughs> yeah. All these drivers are dating yes. brunettes in F1. Yes. Um, but they, it seems cute. They got matching bracelets. Yeah. I was like, I love this. I mean, she's gorgeous. That goes she's stunning. Um, I don't know her name. You, if you Google it, you'll find it. But that is Mick in the middle of our hot takes. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. This, this um, podcast never stays on topic. No, so. never. Anyways, your hot take. I'd love to hear. My hot take. And I don't know if it's a hot take or if it's just something that people just don't want to admit. Most male presenters show a lot of favoritism towards certain drivers. I've seen a lot of male reporters hating on Lance and praising the heck out of Fernando. And it happens a lot with other drivers, other teams, male presenters have no problem showing their favoritism. Whereas we've seen women get it hated on for the same thing in motorsports and say that they're being biased, that they're not doing their jobs right, and that they can't show the same favoritism. Like they could quite literally be saying the same things, but because it's a male reporter talking about their favorite driver, they're going to be like, quote unquote, more respected. Whereas if a female reporter does it, she can't. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. This is not news to me. Like, it's, this one's and saying, that's I was why like, I know that I was you like, said that I don't it's not think... necessarily a hot take. It's just something that people don't want to admit. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm totally with you. And like, it's, it's like the people in the industry, yeah. the male reporters in the industry yeah. don't want to address it either. Yeah. It's, it's hard, you know? Yeah. I'm so with you. Yeah. yeah. I... I can't think of a, a specific example that comes to my mind, like just based off the broadcast that I've watched recently, but I I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for the submission because... I want to see if there's one more. Hang on. We love these submissions. We do, but we ask for elaboration because we have gotten ones that just say, Fernando needs to retire. I don't like DTS and George gets way too much hate. And I would love to know your thoughts behind those reasons. Yeah, because I, I think to um, to spark a conversation, which is what we're trying to do here, we do need some more information on it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that I'm, this is something that is going to be popular, I think. Yeah. And I, I think that I'm excited about yeah. Furious Hot Takes going forward. Yeah. And yeah. I know. We kind of, we're not trying to get trying to get too hot right off the bat. Yeah. We have many more that we want to go through. There's one about DTS. That is pretty in-depth that I would love to address. Yeah. So we'll do that next week. Yeah. But this is just to kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah. To get the conversation started. What is your opinion on females showing favoritism in motorsport? What is your opinion on putting these reserve drivers in the cars? Yeah. Do yeah. you want to see the same engine manufacturers in F1 cars? Like, let us know. Let's yeah. have these conversations because mm-hmm. we want to have them. Um, okay, as you know, we are Swifties, and Miss Taylor Swift has announced the Taylor's version 1989 coming out, and so I was like, you know who else was born in 1989? Dan Ricardo. Yeah. And so because of this, I was like, let's just do a little deep dive on him. Oh, I love some it. history, some stats. So Danny Rick. By the way, I didn't get tickets to Toronto. You didn't? I, I didn't, didn't even either. get a pre-sale code. I didn't either. I had 15 people in. Everyone got waitlisted. Yep, I got waitlisted. So I guess we can go to Nashville. No, I'm still tired. <laughs> 
If anyone wants to offer me a ticket. If anyone has bought four Taylor Swift tickets and they're not going to need all four of them, (laughs) please let us know. We are desperate. Um, Yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a couple more options or chances for me to get tickets potentially. But as of right now, I don't have them. So, but yeah, let's talk about her and Daniel Ricardo. Also, can we talk about how those Taylor Swift and Alonzo rumors just like dissolved? No one talks about them anymore. Tweet something about their eras to her outfit and how they wanted to dress those. Oh, I know, I know exactly who this is. One of our friends from Furious Motorsport. Shout out Boston. Oh, yeah. Posted that. that <laughs> Hi, Boston. <laughs> that she had to resist the urge to dress as Fernando Alonso to the concert. And that is so niche Formula One Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I love it. And I laughed at it quite hard. She didn't end up doing it. No. <laughs> I wish she did. But she didn't. It was fine. Her outfit was really good, though. Um. Anyway, Danny Rick. He's had 284 race starts. And in that time, he's had eight wins and 32 podiums. So we did go back and forth a few episodes ago, whether it was nine... Seven or eight. I think so. it's eight. Yeah. I think it's eight. That's what every news outlet You're is telling me. Right. You're probably um, right. So he, like many Red Bull drivers, got their start in the Red Bull Junior Program. Uh, he was promoted to the Red Bull team in 2014 and scored three wins that first year. So good for him. In 2011, when he was still part of the Junior Program, he was actually given the chance to make his debut at the British Grand Prix in the HRT team, which is no longer around. Okay. Yeah. And... He then remained with that team. So I feel like it was kind of like a Nick DeVries situation where he replaced a driver. Why? I don't know, but he did. And then that earned him a promotion to Toro Rosso for 2012. He raced there for a few years, um, was okay, but Toro Rosso at the time was also struggling. That is Aftari. Remember we talked about this? Yeah, great. Everyone knows who Toro Rosso is. Amazing. Um, (laughs) And then... He, uh, in 2013, it was a little better, but it was still like a very midfield to like back end kind of team. And then when Mark Webber announced his retirement in Formula One at the end of 2013, Red Bull selected Daniel to replace him. And then he was there. And then he made some bad career moves and now he's back at Alphatari. So we've gone full circle, but we love him. He's our 1989 baby. That's a hot take too. What? Oh, some bad career moves? Yes, that is another hot take. We'll chat about that. Someone said that Danny Rick is the king of making bad career moves. And we can do a deep dive on that next week, so yeah. stay tuned. That was Danny Rick, the Honey Badger. I'm going to take a segue from from you saying that. Um, what? I don't know. Okay, so the way you pronounce Toro Rosso, that's how you say it. Toro Rosso. What did I say? Toro Rosso? Toro Rosso. That's how you say it. Do I say it wrong? Okay, I'm not saying you say it wrong or not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying that we've come under some <laughs> fire <laughs> this week about how I say Pierre. 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 I would just like to say that whether you pronounce Toro Rosso as Toro Rosso or Pierre, I don't actually think I'm saying it wrong. You're not. But if, if it sounds wrong, that's okay. You guys can can take that. Canadian accents are very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of have a similar drawl with their vowels that might not be the same in lots of languages. Well, and it's also we are... Anglophone. Yes. We don't speak French. Yes. We don't speak Italian. We are very much Anglophone Canadians. Yeah. And so words like Grand Prix, which we've also been under fire for yeah. because we're not like Grand, Grand Prix, Prix or whatever. Yeah. We're not even saying it right still. Right. We're not going to say it like that because that sounds wrong for us. We're going to say Grand Prix. Here's the thing. You'll all still know what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> like we said Pierre. And I think also it's the fact that we both talk very fast. Yes. That I said Pierre and it sounded like Purr. It did not sound like purr. 
what I'm trying to say here is I'm fully aware that our accents might sound a little off with the words we might say. It's okay to just not comment that. Yeah. Because you know what we're talking about. and You can understand us. And um, it's not like we're calling him Peter. It's also not like I'm trying to insult Pierre by calling him Per or something like that. We don't even say I per. wasn't, I know. You just said it fast. So it was just like Pierre. Yeah, I I, I know. But um, if I was trying to insult his name, that would be definitely something that, you know, we should get hate for. But yeah. we weren't. I was literally just saying his name quite fast with a Canadian accent. Yeah. Anyways, Pierre Gasly, I love you. Also, Daniel Ricardo always makes fun of how he says Pierre, how he says um, Nico Ukenberg, how he says all these different names. Okay, it's well, like, this is another part of how women in motorsports can get under, get under fire for this. Wow, full circle moment. This is so true because when Danny does it, people think it's funny. <laughs> well, remember when that there was that clip that went viral last year of that guy calling Charles Chuck, and everyone thought oh. it was the funniest thing, and like it just kind of like stuck, yeah, and now people call him Chuck as a joke. How come no one's giving him crap? True, but we talk a little bit too fast because we're Canadian and we don't speak French. I'm not even going to try a French accent. No. And I have friends who are French and I try very hard to say their names at the way that they are pronounced. But they're like, you are still saying it wrong. Say it. I know. I, you know have a, I know. I have, I have someone in my life whose name is Simon to me, yeah. but he with his French family is called Simon. And he, I've tried to call him Simon. And, and he's like, that he's like, weird. just call me Simon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like my French friends are like that. It's, they're not offended. They understand that French is not a language I speak yeah. and that if I were to try an accent, it would sound horrible and probably more insulting. I was going to say, or, or just be insulting. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, don't just, no, don't. Yeah. Anyway, Pierre, Pierre, Pierre. <laughs> we love you. We love you. And I'm sorry that I said that Kika was hotter than no, you. No, I'm not sorry because but she, all of the she comments is. in that video were people agreeing with us. There was one comment that said, I will not stand for this Pierre slander. And I said, then pull up a chair. Like we're going to, we're going to keep talking about it. Yeah. Anyway. And then they said that they don't have an issue with it really. Yeah. Either. Anyways, <laughs> that was a little tangent there. Um, we're Canadian. What do you want from us? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> last but not least, Camp Rock. So I was at work last week and I was opening stock boxes like I do sometimes and had my phone with me watching some TV and I decided I have five hours. I'm watching Camp Rock 1 and 2 today. So I did. One, I forgot how crazy those movies are. <laughs> Hannah texted me and said, which drivers do you think would have gone to Camp Rock and which do you think would have gone to Camp Star? I have all the answers from Perfect. our poll, by the way. So this is, if you have not seen Camp Rock or Camp Rock 2, Camp Rock is very like, kind of down to earth, down to typical earth. summer camp. Yeah. Camp Wholesome. Star Camp Star is for the, um, the rich. Yes. It is an extravagant Broadway show. It yeah. is... It is fancy. It is... Their lighting system was top of the line. Their stage was... It's like it's like you have the opportunity to go camping or glamping. Yeah. Okay, that's a good that's, answer. Except yep. camp-wise. Like, yep. summer camp-wise. So, which drivers do you think would have gone to Camp Rock and which Camp Star? I'm actually not going to give my opinions other than we know, and I said this on Instagram, we know Lance Stroll went to Camp Star. And we know that Lawrence Stroll owned Camp Star... <laughs> And we know that it should have been called Camp Stroll. But anyways. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this. I The one I want to make very clear is I think that Lando and Oscar would have gone to Camp Rock. I agree. However, I think that Lando is easily influenced and loves shiny things. And I think he would have taken a look at Camp Star and said, I want to go there. That's newer. That's better. 
and he would have gone across the camp, across the lake to Camp Star. Whereas Oscar probably didn't even want to go to Camp Rock in the first place. He was just dragged along by Lando. And now Oscar's stuck at Camp Rock because he's like, I don't want to pack all my stuff up and move again. I'm staying here. You don't think he tried to convince Lando to not to go? I don't think Oscar cares, cares that much. Yeah, okay. So when I say I'm not going to give my opinions, I am going to give my opinions on what you say and, okay. and on the submissions that we've given. See, that's the thing. Lando was so split between Camp Star and Camp Rock. It was very split with and Lando. And I think that he would have gone to Camp Rock and then gone to Camp Star. I know for a fact Hannah would have gone to Camp Star. No, I for sure would have gone to Camp Star. That is another... So I also posted this to my private Instagram and asked my friends where they would have gone and where they think I would have gone. Every single comment, it straight up was unanimous. I would have gone to Camp Star. I, that's just, mm-hmm. uh, t- for some context, I always was more a fan of Sharpay than Gabriella. I was always more a fan of Kate than Hilary Duff in Lizzie McGuire. And I was, I just, I was always more a fan of Tess than Mitchie in Camp Rock. Sue me. Continue. I think Danny Rick would have been Camp Rock. I think he would have been the main character. Yeah, I agree. He was the Joe Jonas of Camp Rock. Christian Horner. <laughs> Christian Horner looks like the guy, Uncle Brown, yeah. who runs Camp Rock. Christian so Horner is Uncle Brown. He would have... So Danny would have sure. been there. Danny yeah. would have been there, yeah. Okay, yeah. what else we got? Um, the Mercedes boys are Camp Star. Yeah, they I agree. ran Camp Star. Oh, yeah. I think the Ferrari boys... <sighs> the Ferrari boys were also split. In the responses we yeah. got, Mercedes was almost like 100% Camp Star. Yeah. Whereas the Ferrari boys were really split. People yeah. were, I don't know. I think Charles would be in Camp Rock. I think Carlos would have started at Camp Star and then gone to Camp Rock. Yeah, I also agree with that. I think Charles is Camp Rock. He does seem to just, you know, be a very humble dude. Like, I don't think that he... I mean, he's from Monaco, so I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but whatever. Um, I love how some of the comments are like, no offense, Emma, but, like, Lance went to Camp Star. As if that's offensive. Everyone is... (laughs) Everyone is, like, connects anything Lance to me now, which I love. Thank you so much. But my friend... um, or our friend Manvi, who is who is um, one of the social media coordinators, like helps run females in motorsport. She had seen that I had commented on a comedian's video about Lance, and she was like, "I love how your ears just perk up anytime no, something no, truly about Lance is involved." And I was like, "You're right. Um, He's everything to me." Some of the other responses that we got when I posted this on our Instagram story was Max at Camp Star, and I struggle with Max because I'm actually not sure. I feel like Max is more Camp Rock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. They also had said Nico. Pierre Alonso at Camp Star. I see it. Yeah. I also see it. Um, another think, Pierre for Camp Star. You know what I'm thinking? Because one time Kika posted that video of her and Pierre at a concert, and Pierre is so tone deaf that he would just be instrumental at Camp Star. He wouldn't be singing. But I could see him on the bass. There was, well, I mean, if you think <laughs> back to Camp Rock 2, Chloe. Nick's girlfriend. Nick's girlfriend, but her name in the movie is Dana. She was the daughter of the owner of Camp Star. She That's wasn't it. a singer. She was just on the keyboards, just like, just kind of chilling. Love that. <laughs> so that could be Pierre. Um, Can someone edit that video of the Camp's rock dancers? You know, it's like, Camp oh, Rock, the- where they're, cla- you know. Can someone edit that <laughs> video, but with the Camp's rock people's faces on it, and then the Camp Please, star faces on it? Please. incompetent with video editing. Please. I could do it, but I don't have any time. Can someone please edit their faces yes. onto their, please. Oh my God. Um, That's all we need. I just know someone's going to do it and I'm so excited to see it already. Interesting that someone said Hulkenberg at Camp Star because I actually don't think I know enough about Nico Hulkenberg's personality to know whether he would be Camp Rock He or Camp dyed Star. his hair platinum blonde. I would say Camp Star. Is that a call out for you? I'm sorry. No, I was full on about to say so did I. Yeah. And then I realized, no, I'm also Camp Star. Um, I would um, be Camp Rock. Okay, this one actually made me laugh. 
What? Max wanted to go to Camp Rock, but his dad made him go to Camp Star. He just the, sees his friends, like Danny, Rick, and Checo yeah. over there having fun. He's and like, Dad, I want to go over there. Anyways. He's like, Camp Star. Another one says, OMG and Charles, Pierre, and Lando are the Jonas Brothers. Which, we weren't necessarily asking for them, like, which characters they'd be, but, like, yeah, I see it. I see it. I'm Like, I get it. I'd get it. Alex would be Camp Rock. Cal- Alex would be Camp Rock. Yes. There's no if, answered, if, answer, buts about it. Logan would be Camp Star. Yes. If you have opinions about it, please share them, because this is an ongoing conversation. Yuki. Yuki. How can we figure about- Yuki's Camp Rock. Yuki's Camp Rock. For sure. And you know what Yuki's doing at Camp Rock? He's just trying to figure out how to paddle, how to how to canoe yeah. or kayak, but he's just going in circles. Esteban, I think Camp Star. Camp Star. He gives Camp Star energy. Toto was also involved with Camp Star, by the way. Well, yeah, because of George and, yeah. and Lewis. Okay, anyways, that was hilarious. And I'm so sorry if you don't know what we're talking about, but the Camp Rock movies are on Disney+. Plus. Go watch them. You should watch them. It's a staple in our childhood. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that like... And if you can think of any more movies or shows that you think we should put these drivers into like let us know because this is fun we did it before with like taylor swift out eras and like we haven't done one in a while i needed to watch the movies to think of this though yeah okay well that was that kind of chaotic kind of all over the place we're nothing if not delulu and chaotic i love that i did say that to someone in the dms this week Amazing. Um, Make sure to send in your hot takes. There's a link in our bio for it. Again, these ones weren't as hot as they could have been. We're starting off slow. We got to work our way up to the scolding hot takes, but we'll get there. Send yours in and we will chat you guys next week.